Hi, I'm Erica Darvis. Hi, I'm Amy Randolph. And you're listening to Podcast Rewind. We are two best friends talking hot topics and all of the podcasts that we're totally obsessed with. So come please be our friend on social media. You can find us at Podcast RWD on Instagram and Twitter. And then head over to Facebook and search Podcast Rewind. You can listen to our show wherever you're already listening to your favorite podcasts. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever that is, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe because we need your stars to keep this show going. Cheers. Cheers. Let's talk podcasts. Trick or treat your winders. Welcome to episode 48 of Podcast Rewind. I am one of your hosts, Erica Jarvis, and sitting spookily across from me is Amy Randolph. Hey there, everybody. We're coming at you on Halloween this week. Halloween is Wednesday. It is. Normal podcast night is Tuesday. It is. We're late. We are. It's my fault. Life happened. <laughs> Life happened. One of those car trouble things that's not interesting to anybody but me and the people close to me that I have to tell it to over mm-hmm. and over. So I'll spare the rewinders, but... Ugh. T-L-D-R. Too long, didn't read. Couldn't podcast Tuesday. (laughs) Couldn't podcast on Tuesday. So we are coming at you live on Halloween. Trick-or-treaters are out, people are partying, and we are holed up in our apartment on some microphones. Yeah, we're lucky. In the years that I've lived here, I've never heard a knock on our door for a trick, nor a treat. No. I also have not been here a lot of times on Halloween, because I typically work this night, Mm -hmm. so... Almost, I guess, is a treat, if you will, for me, mm-hmm. that I get to podcast here with you instead. Yay. Well, welcome. Happy to have you. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, as always. Well, Amy, let's start the show off the way we always do. Cheers. Cheers. Let's celebrate with our cocktails. What are you having? Well, it's a cerveza, if you will. See, I, I purchased something called Victoria 1994. Didn't know what it was. It was at, like, the gas station that I swung in through on the way home. And it's clearly, like, a Modella beer, but it had a, like, Day of the Dead skeleton on it, so I figured it was perfect for a Halloween podcast. It's festive. It is. I'm nothing if I'm not festive. Uh, Yes. You really (laughs) like to come correct. I do. To a festive occasion. I'm having Free Dive IPA from Copper Tail Brewing Company, which you've had their night swim before. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so they're, where are they from? Tampa? I think they're nearby. Yeah, it's, I think it's right here on the bottle. I'm really prepared for this. Yeah, nailing it. Uh, yeah, Tampa. So they must all have like nautical names to their beers. I will say the fucking art on the label is rad as shit. It really is. I highly suggest you go online and Google image search. Mm-hmm. The free, free dive. dive IPA. Nice. Okay, what are you obsessed with? This well, week? so like always, we want to bring a little levity to the show and be hashtag relatable. So I want to say that I'm so obsessed with the fact that this past weekend, a dear friend of mine was in town, Maggie, and she is a fantastic listener of our podcast. Huge fan of the pod. Maggie I have Shannon. known Maggie since I was in fourth grade. We, you know, went to high school together, went to college together. She is crushing it in life and she swung through for a conference to Orlando to which she said, I want to see you. But I really need to meet Amy. I feel like I've been listening to her voice, and I just have to put a face to that voice. You know, you just, why wouldn't you want to meet this I mean, voice? right. It's always great to meet a fan. But we had a really good <laughs> I time. I sure. We talked all things podcasts, had a Bloody Mary. It was fun. It was great to see Maggie. But then today something else happened that made me go, oh, no. Uh-oh. I may have turned into my grandmother today. Oh, I love Grams. We love Grams. But so I was like, oh, it's Wednesday. You know what? Publix changes all of their sales on Thursday. (laughs) The ground chicken I really like was on sale for (laughs) $3.99 a pound. And so like on my way home, I swung through Publix, bought like all of the like chicken and stuff that I would need for like the next month. It is now in our freezer Mm -hmm. because it's generally $7 a pound. And I was like, but if it's $3.99 a pound, you got to do it. You got to get two. You got to get two. It'd be insane to not buy them out. (laughs) So I did that. And the clerk was like, cooking up something. And I was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Like, no. stew for one. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, having a party? And I was like, party of one. I was like, oh God, I turned into my grandma. (laughs) 
All right. Well, I think it's adorable that you said that the obsession portion of the show is supposed to bring levity because I am so fucking obsessed with something <laughs> dark. Dark. All right. So, I mean, I don't even know how to like... What's Halloween? Get dark. It's Halloween. Exactly. I have, I have a right. Okay. So, here's a thing that's like a real life true crime thing going down right now that like I cannot get enough of from the internet. And that is... Okay. There's a mobster, a old as shit mobster mm-hmm. named Whitey Bulger. Mm-hmm. He was head of the Winter Hill Gang in Boston I know for years. So well. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, if you've ever seen The Departed, Jack Nicholson's character mm, is based yeah, on this okay. dude. So Whitey Bulger was like a bomb ass bob mobster, <laughs> and then <laughs> at one point in the seventies and eighties, he like flipped and became an FBI informant. And then I'm not sure what happened, but in the nineties, he went on the lam. Yeah. So, like, he was going to be indicted for some of his bullshit, some of his murdering that he had been doing. He went on the lam with his girlfriend, and they just went out to Southern California, and they lived in a house by the beach and just, like, never went outside. And if he did, he wore, like, a hat for 18 years. So he was finally caught, maybe not 18, but he was caught in 2011. And I just remember that so well. Like, Whitey Bulger busted. Like, I mean, next to Osama bin Laden, he was on the top of the FBI's most wanted list. Yeah. After, you know, he was, everybody was searching for him, and the dude was just living by the beach in California. They finally figured out where he was, and they lured him outside, and they caught him. So he's gone to jail, and the girlfriend went to jail, too, for, yeah. like, hiding an accomplice. But he's been in a jail right here in Central Florida. That's insane. It where? is really insane. I, um, you know, I saw the name of the jail today, but I didn't, I don't know where it is. Okay, but here's where shit gets crazy, and I'm obsessed. So two days ago, they moved him from Central Florida to a high-security prison in West Virginia. And he had not made it 24 hours before when the CEOs checked on him in the morning, he's fucking dead in his cell. So the first thing, like, the news comes out, like, yesterday afternoon, and I get, like, a HuffPost thing on my phone that's like, Whitey Bulger, dead at 89. And I was like, no fucking way. Because mm-hmm. it was news here in Central Florida that he was being moved away. I heard it on the Phillips file. I love that radio show. But then, like, the news started <laughs> spilling out more and more. And he was fucking murdered by another mobster in the jail. My mans was murdered. My mans was slain. Yeah. Lock in a sack. And this dude was in a wheelchair. He was uh-huh. 89. They beat him and, like, gouged his eyeballs out. Terrible. But just, like... How movie picture perfect is it? Yeah. You know? Like, they have to make a sequel to that fucking Whitey movie with Johnny Depp to cover, like, this part. Well, is this sequel just going to then be, like, us watching him in jail for a couple of years and at the end <laughs> murdered? Maybe it's more of an addendum. <laughs> a short story, I think perhaps. it's just, like, yeah, like a Pixar short. I don't, you just play it before a movie. It just feels like a real mob movie playing out, like, yeah. this is The Godfather Part 3. You know how, like, because they watched that family for so long in The Godfather. I know you haven't seen those movies. No, but I haven't. I, have. I mean, I'm mildly obsessed with all things mafia anyway. Yeah. And so, like, I just... I, I, I don't know if there's more to know, but I need to know more about why, like, why did they move him? Did, you know, the West Virginia guys, weird. how did they know in that prison he was coming and get ready? And, like, I mean, uh, they couldn't even have the man have breakfast. Like, they just, man. I mean, it's I crazy feel like if Whitey Bulger is coming to your prison, there's some, like, whispers around the jail. Well, and that just goes to show, too, how true it is, like, the mob connections are still alive. Yes. Like, the mob is not a thing of the past. Like, they are still talking. It's alive and By wild. the way, the guy that killed Whitey, they know who it is. He's already yeah. serving a life uh, sentence. It's, his name's Freddy. Freddy uh-huh. the mobster. And he's he's like, I don't like snitches. Because he was an FBI informant back in the day. I'm sure he's got a different accent than the one I just used. Well, um, to but be fair, snitches get, get stitches. Or murdered. Dead. Or snitches get killed. A lock in a sock is what a fucking way to go. Whew. Ouch. Ouch is right. But like I said to you earlier, I mean, this guy couldn't really expect any better for himself. And he didn't really deserve any better. He no. murdered dozens yeah. of people. Or hired the murder of plenty of people. So a bad dude. I mean. R.I.P. Whitey. It's just, man, the mom is alive and well. Y'all, watch your backs. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend if anyone is looking to get their news stat as soon as it happens, that you need to download the Daily Mail. <laughs> Yeah, you love that app. I get, like, I saw, like, the notification on my phone about Whitey Bulger, and then, like, 20 minutes later, CNN was like, oh, hey, Whitey Bulger, and then HuffPost, five minutes later, like, Whitey Bulger's like, 
Why do the fuckers in England have, like, their pulse on our news better than we do? Well, all the American news was following the president going to Pittsburgh yeah. yesterday, so... Don't get I mean, me started. Yeah, right? I also just want to mildly say that I'm super obsessed that the trailer for Vanderpump Rules came out today. We just watched it. Uh, so good as gold. Good. That was really trashy. It was Lala's <laughs> line to end it. It looks like a great season. Oh, always. It's going to be trashy. And perfect, and, and I'm flashy. so excited. And all of our podcasts that we love about Van- Vanderpump Rules are going to come back into our life, and we will talk about them so extensively excited. starting December third. So prepare your eardrums and get excited. Get excited. In the meantime, it's super Halloween. It's super Halloween. So what kind of podcast would we do yeah. if we weren't talking about Halloween? <laughs> so I don't know. Should we just go ahead and be honest about it? We're not fans. No. Hi, my name is Erica, and I'm not a fan of Halloween. Hi, my name is Amy, and Halloween gives me anxiety, and I don't like it. Hi, Amy. Hi, Erica. (laughs) Okay, so, like, here's the deal. Halloween anxiety has been, like, true in my life forever. Uh, And when I was a kid, it was just costume-related. Yeah. You know, like... Just the pressure to have a creative costume and not look dumpy in the class. <laughs> and then, like you were saying last night, you and I both grew up up north where mm-hmm. it's cold as shit already by October 31st. Most years there's snow on the ground. Yep. And trick-or-treating, frankly, blue. Oh, my God. My mom and I were just talking about it tonight, how um, one of her favorite outfits she made me was like a Laura Ingalls Wilder, like, prairie girl outfit with, like, the bloomers and everything. And how she was like, thank God, like, I made that because then you had an extra layer, like, over your snowsuit, and you just come back, you know, full of sugar, but sopping (laughs) wet because you've just been, like, in snow piles and, like, climbing up snowy steps and being like, do you make her tree? Because you're so cold. Right. Or somebody, somebody's dad kindly threw everybody in, like, you know, an SUV that had all-wheel drive so then you could get up the hills in the icy snow. It was just, it was tough. Growing up north around Halloween. I also grew up in kind of a rural neighborhood. I lived on a dead-end street. And a lot of the kids in my neighborhood had parents who would, like, drive them into town, into our little town, so they could, like, really hit up trick-or-treating. But mine were like, no, that's not – they were really traditionalist about trick-or-treating. Like, you trick-or-treat your own neighborhood. You don't burden others. They didn't buy that candy for you. Uh So I had, like, eight or nine houses I could hit on my street. Aww. So, I mean, my parents would buy plenty of candy and the candy that I liked. So yeah, there would be course. candy at home. But still, like, it was just kind of a bummer all around. My girlfriends would always come to my neighborhood because it was a decent-sized neighborhood. There's 40 homes, really well lit, and they all lived in more, like, those kind of um, na- – not really even a neighborhood, just, like, streets and rows of homes – that just really weren't lit, and it was, like, really woodsy. And so their parents were like, oh, yeah, 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 go to the Jarvis's. That's cool. (laughs) Like, we know that that's super safe. Like, you're going to be fine. So, you know, I was thinking – so in a second here, we'll kind of do a little bit of, like, why is Halloween so commercial, and how do we even get here where we beg strangers for candy? Mm -hmm. Anyway, but I was really thinking, and I want to say first, about why I've never really gotten along with Halloween in my heart. And I think it comes down to the fact that, like, there's kind of like three phases for a person to uh-huh. relate to Halloween. When you're a kid, it's obviously all about wearing a costume and getting candy. Yeah. And as much candy as you can is yeah. clearly the goal. And eating it before your parents and siblings can like snitch your stash. Oh, yeah. Right? And then like, all of us, most of us, I think, when we got older, went through that phase where Halloween is party time. It's time to dress like a slut yep. and go get wasted. So I went through that phase, right? Now, like when you become an adult... Halloween becomes about the kids again. So either as an adult without children, I'm supposed to buy a big fucking bowl of candy that I can't eat and (laughs) hand it out to strangers. You can eat Or I'm supposed to go enjoy watching my children's friends or my friend's children (laughs) dress up and get candy that, again, I'm not offered to eat. So... But I don't want to do that. Yeah. What's in it for me? Yeah. With Halloween. Yeah. You know, I work with a handful of people who are our age, some married, some not. And those that were married were like, oh, well, we don't have children. We're going out to dinner and like lights off on the porch. Exactly. I knew some people that were so excited to get home and like hand out candy. And they're like, oh, well, you'll be a great mom one day. Um, (laughs) And it was just like so – a lot of people were like, oh, my friends want me to come over and like – See their kids trick or treat. I was like, I don't want to even remotely do that. It's <laughs> a was weeknight, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, I got a podcast to do. Exactly, but you're Can't. right. Like, once you're an adult, it's about the kids. Either you have them or you don't. So if you have kids, 
you're out there trick-or-treating with them. And even then, trick-or-treating has started at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon in some towns. And I think that's so mom and dad can be back by 6, go and out, drink, and hang out. And hang out, have a party, do I whatever. Do, I do appreciate those neighborhoods that are like, look, Halloween, trick-or-treating is over at 6.30. It'll be ringing people's doorbells at 9. Yeah. Um, I also think that there are adults that are still whimsical enough that they love to dress up on Halloween and they give me anxiety as well because I don't want to dress up. It's not that I have a problem. I don't care about looking silly. Again, it goes back to that childhood anxiety of being creative enough. Yeah. What was your favorite Halloween costume you ever wore? Do you have one? I do. My mom made this for me. It's, it was... It was a Queen of Hearts dress, but not Queen of Hearts from the Alice in Wonderland movie. It was just a pink dress with, like, shiny pink hearts all around it and, like, had puffy sleeves. It was kind of a princess dress. Uh And it had, like, a crown. I think I wore it for two or three Halloweens until I grew out of it. I just loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I was... So, moving a lot. If I was... So, like, when I was in Cincinnati, my last year in Cincinnati, I was Rainbow Bright, and then I moved to St. Louis. My parents were like, good news, no one here has seen you as Rainbow Bright. You're Rainbow <laughs> Bright again. You got tricked. Yeah. But I loved that costume. But my favorite was I was a red M&M one year. Uh-huh. It, sorry, I was a red M&M two years. Oh. Because I was one in St. Louis, and then we moved to Pittsburgh, and I was like, sweet, I can be an M&M again, and nobody knows, because I had that full anxiety of, like, you can't repeat a Halloween costume, which totally killed my mother, who I would, like, drag to Joanne Fabrics, pull up in the bin of the McCall pattern, and be like, make me this. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. In hindsight, my bad. Okay, so we had planned a few weeks ago that we were going to do a Halloween-themed episode this week for the podcast. Yes. So you and I both went to t- went to work uh-huh. listening to Halloween podcasts that we could find. Yeah. So how did you do? I think I did okay because we don't love Halloween. It was hard to hit play on a podcast about Halloween. And so many of them were really the darker side of Halloween. Lots of horror movies, things like that. I couldn't find much in the way of how did we get to Halloween? And I know right. you said you found one. I did. And I just want to jump onto what you said real quick, though, is if you type in Halloween podcast, you can find some dark shit out there. You can scroll for days. There is a genre for that. And that's another thing. I don't, I cannot handle scary movies. It's not actually that I don't just like them. Like, I watched them when I was young and a little more fearless. Yeah. But now, I mean, like, you know, here in Orlando, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios is the premier Halloween event around. Also, Bush Gardens Hollow Scream is a big deal. And I have never attended, nor can I ever. I you cannot cannot get into being scared shitless. <laughs> I and I because I will. I will lay down on the crown, ground and cry and get thrown out. I, uh-huh. I, I don't want that. I can't handle it. I can't do it. I can't do the Saw movies. Fuck it. You can go fuck right off with that crown. <laughs> I can't, so, I mean, I guess that's the other thing that, as an adult, you could enjoy about Halloween, but soup's not for me. And I don't mind scary movies. I don't want to pay the exorbitant amount of money to go to Halloween Horror Nights and walk around and have people, like, jump out at me. Like, (laughs) that's just not my version of entertainment. But I don't mind a scary movie. Everybody today was talking about the new Netflix show, The Haunting of Hill 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 House. And they were... My coworkers were like, oh, yeah, that one scene, I screamed and jumped into my wife's lap. Oh, I screamed so hard and freaked out I fell off my bed. And I was like, you hit play on the next episode? Yeah, why did you keep How doing that? How was it entertaining? I'm like, oh, you know what sounds fun? Watching the dinner party episode of The Office for the 17,000th time. No, The Office had great Halloween they episodes. They had great Halloween actually. episodes. Um, and I will say, you and I have talked about this, that the new Halloween movie looks actually really good. And I don't like scary movies. You know what? I actually was seen on Instagram, Jamie Lee Curtis, was talking about how excited she was and really proud of Halloween, too. She said that it was the biggest horror movie opening with a female lead. Then, therefore, it was also the biggest horror movie opening with a female lead over 55. Because I think once you've yeah. captured the, the female market, you can do what you want with that. Right. But it was the second biggest horror movie opening ever. I've seen promos on TV like, hey, now that it's out, be advised, this is not just a great horror movie. This is a great movie. Um, a fun fact about that movie that I love is anytime you scroll through the credits, the character Michael Myers is completely uncredited. They will yeah. not tell you who Michael Myers is. I think it has now come to light who may have played it back in the day, but I think that that was adding to the creep level. I, because the movie truly isn't like 
jump out of your seat scary. It's that suspense that you're just like, stop breathing the entire time. Yeah. You know, I read something, I forget where it was the other day. We're going so off topic, but whatever, let's go. Um, the car for the course, the actor who played Michael Myers in this reboot that's uh-huh. out right now, um, said that he has never really had a conversation with Jamie Lee Curtis because she's pretty method uh-huh. on set. So he needed to stay away from her yeah. to make their scenes more authentic and to not bother her. So they, you know, somebody was asking him and I don't recall his name. He's not to be rude, but he's like a nobody. Yeah. Actor. That's what they do though. Yeah. And, um, he said, you know, like Basically, I don't know her. Like, I've really never familiar with her work. Yeah, I've really never dealt with her until like press junket time later because it was inappropriate on set to bother her method of needing to stay in character and stay away. Like, they couldn't like chit chat around donuts in between takes. No, she had to be amped up. Yeah. All right. Sure. So, speaking of Halloween, the movie yes. and this whole holiday, how did we get here? How did we get here? So, you brought up, and I did listen to a podcast called the British History Podcast. Uh-huh. And funny enough, it's hosted by an American. So love it. Um, I he had an episode called Halloween that was originally released in 2012. This podcast is like years old, but he re-released it again this this year, and it was really just a backstory of Halloween. And turns out, a lot of our typical Halloween rituals did originate in the UK area. Uh-huh. So it's it's a pagan holiday, of yeah. course, and a lot you know All Saints Eve because November first is All, All Saints, Saints Day, Day, and in Mexico Day of De Mortes, Day of Mortes, um, that like really my, celebrates you yeah. know your family members and your ancestry that's passed away and that said that they come back and visit you, but. If you need a deep dive on what that is, just go watch Coco by Pixar. Fantastic film. Amazing. I learned a lot about Deus de los Mortes from Coco. I did too. Cried my eyes out. Yeah, great. Um, So anyway, so it was started 1600s um, as really the pagan holiday Sumhain, Mm -hmm. which really means the end of the summer. Because Mm -hmm. back in that time, they only had two seasons, really, spring and summer. So Sumhain was summer, and so this was really the fall festival Got to it. celebrate the end of the harvest season as you're going into the winter. Okay. And they also believed so much in the spirits and the gods back then in a non-Christian way that they thought that they had some sort of deal with the spirits that as long as they harvested before the end of summer, all of that food was blessed. It would okay. blast them through the winter. But anything that you picked after the, the end of the Sumain period could be, um, it was, you know, because it goes bad so yeah. fast, they thought that the spirits had like cursed it. Okay. So they started this ritual of, you know, paying respect to these spirits before the end of the festival by honoring them, by either kind of dressing up as them. And then it, develops later into um because everybody was dressing up it would be kind of like a little like the movie the purge to talk uh-huh. about another horror movie like well if we're all dressed up we could start fucking with each other a little bit and that's kind of where trick-or-treating came from cool in the sense that like we're all dressed up we all don't know we're in a small town right everyone's uh-huh. in a village I don't, you know, but we're all in costume. I'm going to come to your house and knock on your door. Give me a treat or there might be a trick. I might steal something from your yard. And then another part of it, too, was those who did believe in All Saints Day and that their family members would come by. They would leave food outside the house for their family members. And then, actually, they didn't have pumpkins. That's a very American gourd. Uh So they carved turnips. That's where it originally started. And put an ember inside the turnip to kind of make a scary face to keep any bad spirits away from their homes overnight. Nice. So that's what I learned on that British History podcast. Again, if you listen to that episode, too, it's only 20 minutes long, and there's a really awesome story of fable about how jack-o'-lanterns may have started outside of the turnip thing. Oh, okay. This guy named Jack and the devil was coming for him. I won't go into it, but um, check out the British History Podcast episode, Halloween. Just some really cool stories about how this holiday started. Nice. Well, there's also another thing about this holiday that's so interesting is that it's so related to something that's come up new in pop culture in the last couple of years, and it's being basic. (laughs) <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about Halloween and the fact, and pumpkins, like you just mentioned, it's a very American thing, but, you know, going to a pumpkin patch with your girlfriends and taking a selfie and posting it on Instagram, 
back in the day, probably we just all did that. You would go to the pumpkin patch. You wouldn't buy your pumpkin there because it was so expensive. But like, <laughs> okay. remember pumpkins like at the pumpkin patch like twenty five dollars. You're like, but it's five at Publix. I think parents still have to shell that out because kids fall in love with their pumpkins that they oh. pick up. But to your point, you, you and your girlfriends go, and everyone's got a big flannel shirt on, uh-huh. a puffy vest, some UGG boots, and a Starbucks in hand. Yeah, and you're. I mean, gorgeous fall colors. Everyone looks great in that fall sunshine. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's like nature's filter. But, yeah, you're right. Around 2013, 2014, this basic bitch concept mm-hmm. started making fun of girls who love fall. Yeah. And revel in fall. And then it almost kind of then, like, filters into Halloween, whereas, like, we said we're not fans of Halloween the day, but we like fall and autumn, you know? Um, but, like, Yeah. I just don't, I feel like once I became an adult and moved down here to Orlando, for me, Halloween just wasn't my jam. I I agree. And like I said earlier, I just don't see what's in it for me. Yeah. I don't like horror movies. I don't want to dress up in costume. But I, I will give some props to a few movies. Yeah. That are Halloween-centric that I love. That our dear podcaster who we adore, Danny Pellegrino of the Everything Iconic podcast, did some awesome Halloween movie deep dives. Yeah, so um, he did one... Pop dives. Pop dives. He did one about two classic movies. Non-horror movies. Non-horror movies. So he did have a mini pop-up this week about Scream, but you had already did a Scream murder. I don't even count Scream as a horror movie. Me neither. It's you a know, joke. It's a suspense. Yeah, it's almost a, it's almost a goof. And then it's funny that they came out with the scary movies after that's an yes. actual spoof. Yeah, but so the ones we want to talk about are iconic. It's Hocus Pocus. And no practical magic. I almost forgot it for a second. Oh, I thought you were waiting for me or something no, to jump in. Suspense, practical magic. <laughs> so Hocus Pocus came out in 1993, in the summer of 1993, and mm-hmm. it's all about the Sanderson sisters. And this movie did not crush it in theaters. In fact, it has a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I think you said 60% earlier. Oh, I no. said, that wrong. said that wrong. It's 30%. It only grossed $39 million. This year is actually its 25th anniversary, and while the movie essentially bombed yeah. when it came out, it's now such a cult classic Halloween must rewatch. Yeah, I mean, in fact, Freeform just did a whole 25th anniversary special about it, and like TBS does every Christmas with a Christmas story and plays it on there for 24 hours, Freeform will play it for 24 hours straight on Halloween. So they're now. playing it right now. Currently it is on. in some loop of some sort, and I'm good. So the podcast, that the pop dive on everything iconic that Danny did, he uh, brought on a guest, Amanda Hasika, Hasika, I think it may be. And she just seemed to really love this movie, and then it kind of came out that she's a Disney-file. Yeah, she is. She's got a Disney food blog, and she talked a lot about how she really wants to one day attend Magic Kingdom's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party because there's a Hocus Pocus stage show, Mm -hmm. which is absolutely true, and it is a really fun show, but I thought it was so endearing that she was like, my biggest dream in life is to see Hocus Pocus at the Magic Kingdom. And I was like, girl, call me up. Yeah, look at you. Um, Well, what's so funny is when that launched a few years ago, it got picked up on blogs. I mean, it was on People. It was on Perez Hilton that, wow, you know, Walt Disney World was super in tune with what's necessary with this cult classic and brought it to life. And you and I have both seen it, and it is rad. That I Put a Spell on You scene is insane. It's you think you're watching the movie. It's definitely a movie I saw. When it came out in 1993, like we said. So we were, you know, tw- yeah, no, nine. <laughs> we, were nine. we were nine. But it's a movie that I saw when it came out. I saw it a couple of more times when I was a teenager and then promptly forgot about it. Until it resurged as this underground cult classic that I think the younger kids got a hold of it and made it big again. It uh-huh. got on Freeform. And now it's it's such a different – it's thought of so differently. Like it's funny that it's got a 30% Rotten Tomatoes. I know that there are still haters out there for Hocus Pocus. Seriously, there are. And one would be from one of my favorite podcasts, Keep It, Louis Vitro. Mm-hmm. And as he said in a recent episode, 
you can keep it with Hocus Pocus. <laughs> He's like, honestly, it's not that great of a movie. It's Go not. back and watch it. He was like, the movie is fantastic because of Bette Midler, Kathy and Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker. Those Sanderson sisters are everything, and they're about 25% of the movie, and that is not enough. And that's what drags it down. You know, and when he said that on the podcast, I was like, oh, shit, he's right. so fucking right. It is watching those fucking whiny kids run around with that black cat and that zombie. That whole movie. There are not nearly enough scenes with the witches. He's right. And also, when I was listening to the Danny Pellegrino, um, she was like, oh, my God, by the way, the cat's name is... Zachary Banks. I always thought it was Zachary, and I was like, never in a million years did I think it was Zachary. Oh, I totally did. It was pretty clear, like... I knew I heard it right, but over the years, I'm like, yeah, the cat, Zachary Banks. Yeah, but the kids are like, oh, Zachary, like, he's old, like... (laughs) And it's really sad, too, I was reminded how he got turned into a cat by them in, like, the 1690s while they watched him, or he watched them drink the soul of his sister and kill her. It's a little dark. It's so freaking dark. But then they turn around and sing, I put a spell on you, and oh. Bet is forgiven. Yeah, she really is. I did listen to that mini pop dive on Scream that and? Danny did. And it's, again, Amanda Hasaka stayed around and was his co-host for that. And just Scream was the first in a long line that followed in the 90s of, like, pop horror yes. movies where it's not really all about the blood and gore you see the blood and gore but it's also about sex and it's also the type of movie that's poking fun at the genre of horror anyway yeah and then how it, you know it spawned off the i know what you did last summers and others i don't know <laughs> I, I, I fell off there but scream is just scream four came out what four or five years ago not that long ago there was a Scream 4? Yeah, sure was. And was, was there a Scream TV show, too? I think there was TV for a hot second. that really tanked hard? Yeah, it didn't last yeah, long. Yeah, because I was done. About as long as the Clueless TV show, I would guess. Yeah. yeah. Good luck to the um, Broadway musical of Clueless. But Danny did do another deep dive, pop dive, excuse me, on what I think is a fantastic movie, and that's Practical Magic. This movie came out in October of 1998, and this has a 20% score on Rotten Tomatoes, which I was so Shit, really? surprised by. No, it's not that bad. I didn't think it's so. It's such a great Halloween-esque rom-com. Yeah, and it's also, and this I did not know either, is based on the 1995 novel by the same name. Oh, I should read that. I had no idea. So this stars the most iconic duo oh. in the world, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. What a great fucking Yes, ass. as two sisters who are raised by their zany aunts because they all have a curse on them. That anybody that the women in this family fall in love with eventually die, and their father passed away, their mother died of a broken heart, and they were sent off to live with their aunts, who also are amazing, iconic duo of Diane Weist and Stockard Channing. Zany old witches. You could not be luckier to be raised by these two women. But what I love the most about the movie Practical Magic is I rented it from Hollywood Video one night. <laughs> On VHS or DVD? Uh, probably VHS probably. in 1998, 1999, and I watched it at home. Mm-hmm. I got a Friday night, and then when I was done, I went on to AOL Instant Messenger to see who was around, <laughs> and one of my good friends, Heather, was online, and I was like, I just watched this great movie, and she was like, me too. I was like, what did you watch? And she was like, Practical Magic, and I was like, I watched Practical Magic. But we were watching it at the same time in different parts of town, and we were like, oh, we are like the sisters. So we loved that little moment, but it stuck with me ever since, because that movie's so fun. And like you said, it's a rom-com, but it's witchy, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with Halloween. No, There's it really some doesn't. moments, but it's like, witchy. it's just witchy. But witches have become a symbol of Halloween. Truth. Well, right. Uh, so They can live year-round, Amy. Speaking of witches. Yes. I, in preparation for this podcast, was trying to find more, you know, fun Halloween-type podcasts or just anything that's not trying to review a horror movie uh-huh. but related to Halloween. And I stumbled across this podcast yeah. that I need to tell you about. It's um, so bad it's good. So the podcast is called Independent Witch. Mm-hmm. So I immediately was like, all right, what is this? And I read the uh, description. This is a, a girl who believes that she's part of the occult. She's a practicing witch. And uh, <laughs> it's just 
You know how, do you remember how about this time last year we found out about the movie The Room? Yeah. Which is the worst movie made of oh, all time. Yeah. But it's so bad, it's good, yes. and like cult classic. Like, Hello, Dougie. Hi, Mark. Um, I think one day Independent Witch might be that for podcasts. Really? So I listened to episode one titled How I Became a Witch. Uh-huh. And it was essentially her intro. And, you know... The host told me her name is Dominique Music Diva. Uh Uh-huh. I somehow truly believe her driver's license says that, that she's one of those. Oh, That she went and and that's her name. I I would believe it. Yeah. So this girl just rambled for about 24 minutes, straight up in the first minute or so, um, admits that she's wasted on strawberry Rita's. Mm. I assume of the Bud Light variety. Oh my God, people drink those? Uh, she did. <laughs> Witches do. Uh, and she explained how becoming a witch was so natural to her because as a child, she liked to dress up like a witch. You know, for Halloween, she went as I Dream of Jeannie, a fairy, huh? the queen of hearts from Alice in Wonderland. And I was huh? like, none of them witches, girl. None of those. Not non-witch. Not non-witch in that group, but magical. All right, sister. Sure. And then she saw the Harry Potter movies, and so it just was clear to her. She's a witch. Aren't they wizards? Okay, and so... (laughs) I'm so confused. (laughs) Well... Well, no, they're witches and wizards, because in Harry Potter, the females are witches. Oh, oh, okay. And the boys are wizards. I've seen Harry Potter, clearly. <laughs> and, uh, I have too, but you've read the book, so maybe they detail it better and I just didn't pay attention. Okay, sidebar. Isn't it weird how Freeform has decided that Harry Potter are Christmas movies when... Yes. Doesn't it make a little more sense for them to be Halloween movies? Because they're wizards and witches and magic? There's one scene where there's, like, a Christmas moment in, like, their cafeteria where all the candles are floating, and I think they stuck with those seven seconds and went... The whole series, a Christmas movie. Christmas family entertainment. Whatever. You know, maybe that's what it is. It's just good, wholesome family entertainment. It is. So plop it on the screen. Till the end there when we're killing kids with, you know. Anyway. So it was their time. She she talks about tarot card reading, and then I listened to a little bit of her second episode, and she's basically just going down her Amazon order list of <laughs> all of the occult books that she's bought offline and okay, really likes. Stop, stop. That is our I next can't. episode. You and I just I going can't. through our Amazon orders and judging each other and like rating <laughs> how trashy we are. <laughs> exactly. And so then, like, and then she's slurring the whole time. She's wasted on margaritas. No, no, the whole time. All of it. And then her second episode, she starts off, she's drunk already, and she's eating from, like, a bag of chips. And she's like, y'all, it's been a long-ass day. It's been a long-ass week. And she's just, you know, she's just authentically her. Okay, and so she I'm doesn't not- have to hit record. She can eat and then record. <laughs> she also, I don't know if she has a sound machine in her room or if she adds an effects afterwards, but every now and then you hear, like, a cauldron bubble for a while. <laughs> and then, like, some chirping. It's, it's bananas. So I am recommending that if anybody has a little bit of patience and wants a laugh a la The Room, check out Independent Witch. Well... <laughs> I don't know if it, the show could even do it that review justice. <laughs> let's not tag her. No, let's not. <laughs> hashtag no tagging. We're like bitch tags. No tagging. No tagging. Um, well, like we said earlier, this holiday is representative of so many things. Witchcraft, not Harry Potter movies, drinking. Hocus Pocus, drinking, candy. I haven't had any Halloween candy. I've never been more proud of myself in my entire life. I cannot say the same. Okay. So while we don't like Halloween, candy's delicious. Everyone has to agree with that. Candy's great. What is your go-to Halloween candy? You're going to puke. I love white chocolate Reese's peanut butter cups. Not going to puke because my mom's a big white chocolate fan, so it's just... But I know you don't like I don't like it. I don't. What is your least favorite Halloween candy? Root beer barrels. Oh, I wouldn't even think. I would just think that that's something you would find in your grandfather's like pocket and ask him. Like, yeah, you don't need that shit. <laughs> I saw something online today, and I didn't read the whole BuzzFeed article, but it was like the worst Halloween candy, and just the like banner of the article itself was, and just like work with me, mm-hmm. those orange and black candies and like the wax paper like the kind of toffees but not tough enough to be toffee yeah those, i like those you did? yeah like they're orange and they got the black center i don't know like this fucked up black guy they were just like the there was the like orange guy. or buckeye. Buckeye. Yeah. 
Black guy? What black guy? <laughs> Sorry, that was a 90 Day Fiance <laughs> reference. Guys, I'm trying to, to tell her to tone it down, but, like, she hey, doesn't. One, an episode. We're 40 minutes in. So, like, they come in different color wrapping. So, it's either wrapped yeah. in black or it's wrapped in orange. Hey, I, I know those. Oh, I thought those were so gross. I like them. My dad really likes those. Yeah, sorry. We disagree there. Candy corn. Yeah, you're nay. Nay. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's mm-hmm. just pure sugar. No. But speaking of pure sugar, do you like pumpkin spice lattes regardless of this holiday? Fucking love a pumpkin spice latte. They should offer them all year. Yeah, like, fuck that noise. Give it to me all year round, Starbucks. You would make so much coin. Give me what I want. Yes. So I found a podcast today called Basic! Exclamation point with Scott and Scott is a gem of a human. I see sounds pretty Jenny. <laughs> so Scott talks about all things that are basic. And as we mentioned earlier, it could be knee-high boots, apple picking, a selfie with a pumpkin, s'mores in the backyard, bonfire, picnic with your girlfriends, falling into the leaves for the IG, and all things pumpkin spice related. So he had an entire episode that I listened to today that was just like rating and reviewing different pumpkin spice beverages. Okay. And so... Like, he had a ranking of his different favorite pumpkin spice beverages from, like, Pete's Coffee, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts. He had heard allegedly McDonald's had a pumpkin spice latte but couldn't find it and it had been eluding him. McDonald's So gross. But, um, so then he found this place called Ruby's Diner and they had, like, a pumpkin milkshake. As he described, it was, like, pumpkin pie but liquid, like, delicious. Oh, okay. And then he went on to review Bailey's. Pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. Kahlua has a pumpkin spice. Oh. He recommended a white Russian with pumpkin spice Kahlua and pumpkin spice creamer. And I almost like went into a diabetic shock thinking about that. Yeah, that's a lot, but I'm not necessarily against that. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love a pumpkin spice, but you know how I do coffee. Iced coffee, one pump of pumpkin spice, light not fat milk. We call it a day. Sure. I just want... The pumpkin spice to whisper at my coffee. Same with, like, a pumpkin beer. I can't do that. I just wanted to, like, have, like, a hint of, like, a allspice in the back of my mouth. But I don't want to feel like I'm drinking a pumpkin. Remind me, do you like pumpkin pie? Ugh, I cannot even believe you asked me that. What? I hate pie in oh, general. Oh, that's right. You hate all pie. I hate all Pies. Okay, but I love pumpkin pies. So I like, like the flavor. I can of do pumpkin. more pumpkin spice concentrate than you. Yeah. So like at Thanksgiving, when everybody's bringing pies over, like apple pie, pumpkin pie, minced meat pie, or whatever your okay, rhubarb no. pie. I don't know. <laughs> my mom knows that I won't eat that, so she lets me make my own version of like a pumpkin pie mousse. Oh yeah. So I had it's, that last year. it's like pudding and whipped cream and some pumpkin and some pumpkin pie spice, and it's perfect. It's nice. It's light. You just ate a ton of food. You don't want to get too full because there's a lot more drinking that you need to take part in. So, like, I pick and choose my calories when it comes to that day, and I pick the wine and the beer. But um, I will say this basic podcast was just really funny. It was an open conversation, and like I said, it was a deep dive into really Halloween basic things that quote-unquote basic girls love. But he kind of had me going, but I was like, I still don't want to do those things. Yeah, but... We have to admit we're both basic (laughs) in our own way. So he was at a Halloween party, and he was um, referencing the Instagram, like, Overheard in L.A. Now there's Overheard in New York. Great Instagram account. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I was at this Halloween party, and I had my very own version of, like, Overheard in L.A. He's like, some chick walked by, and I was like, hey, girl, I like your sparkly shoes. And she turned around, and she's like, oh, my God, thanks. I literally just floated into Mark Jacobs with my – credit card and I came out with shoes and he was like <laughs> what a nice life yeah no like first of all that's that's how that I assumed that's how that worked that you walked in you paid you paid <laughs> you got your goods and you laughed like no one questioned that <laughs> it was just like that was such a really funny moment I thought that was so 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 good but that's basic exclamation point what's got like it yeah. Um, do you want to wrap up our little Halloween section with a round of Mary Fuck Kill? Sure. Okay. I've got I've got it in my head, right? Okay. Can I go first? Yeah. So for you, Mary Fuck Kill, candy corn, mm-hmm. pumpkin pie, full fat pumpkin latte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill candy corn. Okay. Gonna fuck 
pumpkin pie? That's <laughs> okay. Jason Banks did that in a movie once. It was an apple pie. It was pie. an apple pie still. Um, and I guess I'm going to marry a full fat pumpkin spice latte. Because I think I could just have like a sip in the morning and I'd be like, ooh, breakfast. And then like have a sip at lunch and be like, ooh, full. Gonna get like real it's cold. so many. Oh, I like it iced. You it's know true. that. You know I don't like a hot latte. And then it's going to get watered down. I didn't actually say, I meant it was warm, by the way. Does that change your rankings? No, I can handle it. All right. Okay, Amy. Yes. Mary, fuck kill. Uh Uh-huh. Having to go to a Halloween party in a couple's costume. Mm -hmm. And have it, like, and you're competing for, like, top prize. Okay, there's competition. There's competition. (laughs) Didn't do it. Okay. Two. Taking a friend's child, trick-or-treating, and then (laughs) to a Halloween party. I can't say fuck to that. <laughs> okay. You can just say, not going to go. Okay. Not going to. Okay. So you're doing Mary, nah, kill. <laughs> How about that? Okay, fine. <laughs> so you're going to a couple's Halloween party in a costume. Costume contest. Costume. Taking your friend's children, trick-or-treating, and then to a party. And then three. Having to relive your worst Halloween ever. Um... I, I'm gonna go ahead and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry going to the couple's costume contest because like look if I get happily married and once a year <laughs> I have to dress up like a moron fine fine that's a thing I'll take I'm going to um yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna kill um reliving my worst Halloween ever which I don't remember which it is uh-huh. but no thanks. And I'm, it and I'm gonna snow. nah. <laughs> I'm taking, which means like it's the thing I want to do once and <laughs> be done with it. Oh my god, Erica, how could you have done this to me? Um, taking my friend's children, and then you just really. Let's move on to pop ups. <laughs> Boo! Did we scare you? <laughs> Do you have a pop-up that you'd like to share with me? I do. Okay, so, you know I like true crime anyway, and it's Halloween. So, I binged last week a podcast called Unspeakable Crimes, The Killing of Jessica Chambers. Mm -hmm. It's a seven-part, and it's fascinating because it's actually an oxygen true crime television show that they ripped the audio from and also released as a podcast. And I will say it, That's nice. it worked really well just as a podcast. The only thing was there were some folks in it that had really thick accents mm. that I know if I were watching it on television, they would have had subtitles. But um, the story, it's so sad. It's a 17-year-old girl who was found, bur- well, she was found burning, still alive, <gasps> in December of 2016, I believe it was, or 2015 maybe, Um And she eventually died six hours later in the hospital, but she um, was in her car, was set on fire alive, and managed to make it out, and um, someone called 911. They saw the fire, and first responders came to the scene while she was still alive and on fire. They put her out, and they, you know, who are you? I'm Jessica Chambers. Who did this to you? Eric. Eric is what she was saying. And some thought she said Derek, but most of them thought she said Eric. So the search starts for an Eric. Well, they wound up charging a Quentin with her death. And now Quentin, this is South Mississippi. She's a beautiful blonde cheerleader. He's a black guy who they know that they were friends. Her parents are extremely racist, even though they claim not to be. Dad openly says he disapproves of any interracial um, couple, but he was charged with her murder and, um, you know, a lot like serial, there's a lot of cell phone evidence that's yay or nay. There's a lot of trying to retrack her steps throughout the day. Like, how did she even show up on the side of the road in Uh her own car on fire? It's fascinating. It's very sad. Uh, it's gruesome in some points, and I, I guess I should stop and mention, I was saying earlier how I hate scary movies and all the gore. Somehow, for me, I'm a fucking weirdo. I can do real-life 
gore yeah and horrific things but like the movie stuff I'm like ooh no uh-huh. thanks but anyway you know if you're a true crime fan and um, you're looking for a seven parter to binge that will leave you kind of shooketh about not only what happened but the judicial system and racism in America then I'm gonna uh, recommend Unspeakable Crime The Killing of Jessica Chambers and I just want to point out another one that I started listening to. So Wondry, you know, we've listened yeah. to a lot of Wondry podcasts. The Dream that we've both been talking Love. about is a Wondry podcast. They are putting out a fiction podcast. It's okay. called Sight Unseen. And I listened to episode one the other day. It's about, again, another young girl, cheerleader, popular girl who gets into a car accident and wakes up blind. Oh. And how she... You know, like, what happened, and uh, by the way, two her two friends in the car with her died. Uh-huh. It was like a, a drunken after a party kind of situation. But I so rarely listen to fictional podcasts. Yeah. And starting this one, you know, it's very radio drama-esque, and um, it's got a beautiful logo. Cool. Sight Unseen by Wondery. Look that up if you're looking for a fiction. Well, I want to give a major podcast pop-up shout-out to the Podcast Discovery Show, We talked last month that we went to the podcast movement meetup here in Orlando. We got to meet and greet network with a lot of other podcasters. And one was one of the hosts of this show. His name was Kirk. And he was awesome. We just started chit-chatting. Nice guy. Hey, Kirk. It's your show. And he was like, podcast discovery show. I was like, I'm podcast rewind. Like, we're kind of a podcast about podcasts. And he looked at me and he was like, yeah, I've heard you guys. And I was like, cool, man. Let's keep talking. So he said that his show that he hosts with a couple of his other guy friends are two episodes. So you really have to be there for the start, what they call the warm-up and then the episode. Mm-hmm. So basically in the warm-up, these guys all toss around fun topics that they learned about this week, shoot this shit on pop culture, what's going on, and then one of the hosts recommends a podcast for everybody to listen to. Then they go listen to their podcast, and they come back in the next episode, and then they all discuss that podcast together. So I started listening to one the other day, and it was kind of about doppelgangers and kind of excited to get deeper into that. But I loved that whole, like, hey, stay for the warm-up. Like, start with the warm-up, but stay for the show. Yeah, I like that, It was really cool. And they are local podcasters as well, so they're not too far away down the street. So um, if you've got the time, go check out the Podcast Discovery Show. I think that they're in their third or fourth season now. So we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, so super exciting. All right. Okay, so I guess we're going to continue hiding from any potential trick-or-treaters yes. in our pod complex and uh, potentially maybe have another beverage while we edit the show. Yeah, for sure. And so we are going to come back next week with another topic hopefully to discuss, on hopefully on time, hopefully one that we both love to talk about and can't wait to go learn more about. So we hope you guys all had a wonderful Halloween. If you want to give us a trick-or-treat, we'll take a five-star Rate, review, and subscribe over on iTunes. A little like and follow on Instagram, Twitter at podcast RWB. <laughs> RWD. What would RWB even be? Ruth, not Bader Ginsburg. I have Ruth Bader Ginsburg on my brain, oddly. So maybe that's... that dog dressed up as Ruth Bader Ginsburg for Halloween. Yes, Ruth Bader, <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All right, we need to wrap this thing up. I gotta go. (laughs) So we will see you guys next week. And until then, do not forget to be kind. And rewind. Bye. Bye. Boo. Did we scare you?